Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Steve Rosenblum, Adam Stadzinski on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Welcome in, welcome back. Happy Labor Day. Hope you're enjoying it. We know you've been up since 7 since me and Studs started doing this epic broadcast. We are the pregame show for the Scores 30th anniversary best of show. It'll start at 11 and run till 3. I do not know how they can contain it. <laughs> Caesar, can we do this before we get grody? Can we play my favorite score personality from this is a cut from the anniversary show that I've been teasing for so long? Well, it, it, it um, validates that this station, that I knew was going to succeed. I, I, I felt it, but I just was f- afraid of it, and I wasn't sure I was going to be good at it. But in terms of um, how did I think it was going to do, I, I don't know how it could miss in Chicago. You know, in the back of my head, it kept saying that, but in the front of my head, it kept saying, yeah, but don't quit. Don't quit the Sun-Times just yet. Let, let this thing play out and see how you do in the first five months. And then we got the book, and it was, oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, what happened here? And we were so bad, Maddie. It, it was, was it like a before. zero? Oh, it, it was close to that. Yeah, pretty close to that. <laughs> we, you know, I'm thinking, wait a minute. Where are all these people who love sports? Do they hate us already? I mean, because the early part of this station was north. I mean, really, in, in fairness to, to anybody at the station, it, w- it was him. And because he's the one yep. who drew all the attention. He's the one that told off George McCaskey. Oh, my God, one of the great interviews of all time. Mike McCaskey. Just killed, or Mike McCaskey, yeah. And he just killed him. I mean, I never heard anybody do that because that guy talked in circles and like a lot of them <laughs> do. He didn't know. He, but, but North leveled him in an interview. And, I mean, it brought attention to the station. And... I think that once people got used to the fact of what the, what the shows were like and if they liked people or not, I was trying to make up my mind that I, that I thought, okay, I know we failed for now. 
But I still can't believe in Chicago we're going to fail. I don't believe that because then it's on me. Then I'm going, well, wait, what are, what are you doing? What are, you, are you doing something wrong? I mean, because you knew the North and Jigs were solid. They were solid in the mornings. And then we take over, and all of a sudden, everybody went out on vacation. We, we were just, <laughs> I was talking to myself. Might have been in a closet. Oh, yeah, it wasn't a closet. Uh, and, and nobody was paying attention well, to anything we did. Terry Bors, my favorite score personality of all time. Nobody yeah. was paying attention to anything we did. Nobody Love was paying, yeah. Well, they were. turned out they were. It was, it was terrific, and, and that was Terry and talking about the score. And you can catch more of that on the score's best of 30th anniversary show. It runs from 11 till 3. We're the pregame show. And now we're bringing on our guy. We're welcoming him on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He is Mark Grody, sideline reporter for the Bears, covers the Bears for the Score during the week. And this is an actual week where we're going to play actual football that matters. Mark, how are you? Very good, yes. It's the gentleman. It is game week. The Bears practice at 12.20 today. We will talk to... Matt Eberflus afterwards, and then open locker room. So it's it's a great week for fans who prefer the real stuff over the fake stuff. Hey, so, Rody, uh, I have a favor to ask you. So I, I, I don't know if you're on your way to Lake Forest yet. And, and if you're no. not, can you swing by the studio and bring me some coffee because the coffee machine's not working? <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually... The coffee machine might be working, and you may just be using it incorrectly. No, so. no, no, no. I know how to use that thing. I know my way around a coffee machine. Who do you think I am? Hold on a second, stud. Slow down. Take a deep breath. Okay, ready? Look at me. Here's the deal. <laughs> a, look at me. Look yeah. at me. Yeah. There's a. There's a. There's two buttons on that coffee machine. No, there's I know. One on the right. Okay. So you tried them. Tried them. Tried them both. Yeah, not working. The espresso okay. so, one doesn't so work. The other day. Because Gabe Ramirez, when I was working with him, he had the hack. He told me that it was only the button on the right that was working. And yeah. I got a full cup of coffee, but they're both not working now. Yeah, huh? they're, they're both not working. So, well, if it I need makes a refuel. you feel better, I, I am cuddling up with my first cup of coffee of the day right oh. now. So, you should be a little bit jelly. As a matter of fact, let me take the first. I need oh. the first sip. You oh, guys are on. lucky I'm talking you're to you just, without coffee. Hold on. You're just, you're just taunting your stud. That's and, well, and to be clear, I've had coffee, but. You know, I've been up since 5 a.m., and I had some coffee when I got in, and I need more, you know? Okay. So, All right. yeah. I mean, there hasn't, there hasn't been one lengthy break. You don't have any producer tricks where you could <laughs> set aside a good eight-minute chunk of time or play something to get your precious coffee? What's going on? I need on more than eight side? minutes to run to Starbucks, though. Well, we did that. We actually did that by playing Ryan Poles, talking about the offensive line, and you could hear his inner offensive lineman coming through. So, so the the idea, and then we heard from Justin Fields, the guy who is supposed to be protected by this offensive line, and the idea, the the quote, his talking about being wanting to be coached hard. We're not in Mitch Trubiskyville anymore. We're not in Jay Cutler Town, and I was encouraged by that. So, have you seen? What have you seen that gives you reason to believe that Justin Fields, whether it's footwork, arms, direction, what what's improved? What's the optimistic, positive stuff that the Bears go into this game one with? I think he's reading defenses better. 
I think he's seeing mm-hmm. things on the field that he was not seeing as readily previously. I mean, there were times last year where, unfortunately, he, Justin Fields would get the, the old Mitch Trubisky treatment where after a game and everybody's looking at the film from above and got your little pen out and you're circling spots where guys were open and Justin Fields was not making the throws. And, you know, occasionally I, I remember one particular play last year where he was questioned on not going to an open read and said, that's not where my eyes were supposed to go on that play, which might have been an indictment on Bill Lazor who, and, and or Matt Nagy, who were coaching the plays and the way he was supposed to do business. But I have noticed that he is reading his defenses better, using his eyes better. And we saw some of that in the magical third preseason game this year, the third and <laughs> final game. <laughs> we'll call, it's like a Star Wars movie. It's the great hope. That, that, third, <laughs> that, that third preseason game, man, to see him identify the plays, work guys open, and and to see and know exactly what what it is that you need to see on the field. Like, you saw the right things. And I, I think I saw more of that during training camp, not so much in the OTAs, quite frankly, the OTAs were kind of a mess offensively, but that, you know, that's really, really scaled down when you're not in pads and you don't have half the players there that are going to be there. So I guess we could put that away, but I have seen progression in that. And I think that's so important to see because as important as footwork is and leading with the right foot and all of that and all the mechanics of the play what this really comes down to, what this entire season comes down to for Justin Fields is just that. Can he read NFL defenses? And I'm not saying, I'm not sitting here reporting that he, he, he is perfect at it. He can read defenses and he's going to fly this year. It's not the case. I'm just saying he's gotten better at it this year. And if he gets good at it, then look out. What about me and me and Rosie were talking about this in the last segment, something, another key part of his development, Justin feels that is the, the willingness to take the check down and the willingness to take the easy five yards. And this is, this is a guy who, especially at Ohio state loved the big play and he still loves the big play. He always wants to look for that touchdown, but in the NFL, you can't always wait for that guy downfield to get open and sometimes you need to take the easy five yards. And I think we saw some of that in that last preseason, the magical preseason game, the great hope that we're now, now calling it. I love that. <laughs> I think that we, like that. <laughs> I think we saw some of that, though. You know, on the It was either the first or second drive when he's taking the, the, the play-action rollout and he takes it, throws to the fullback in the flat for an easy five yards in the first down. And then that helps set up later the big play to Cole Komet, who was wide open in the end zone. Absolutely. And this is a player following through with what he said, Justin Fields, when I sat down with him after the Cleveland game, because I, I'm lucky enough to get to do the first interview with him for WBBM after every game, he told me about that. He said that he wants to philosophically, he wants to change a little bit and that he wants to, you know, accept what the defense is giving him and do what you just, described very well studs and then when the time is right he wants to strike big and this is such an uh, issue is not the right word this is such a goal of his 
to the point that Justin Fields told me that he was, this is something that he was working with the mental skills coach on. Mike Wiley Jr., the, the mental skills coach, who they brought in for Lamar Sue Campbell. Remember, they let Lamar Sue Campbell go because they wanted to have somebody in the building who was a little bit more uh, refined in the ways of dealing with players and psychology and all that. So he's essentially been working with, you know, the team psychologist on how can I, you know, sort of hit home that mentality of not going for the home runs all the time and being patient with what the defense is giving. And then, Hey, hey, look, it's not like he's going to pass it up. If, If the big play is open all day, then have at it. But I think that in general, he is trying to take deep breaths at this point in his career to try to take what the defense is given and then hit the home runs later. I mean, it was it was a lot easier to be a home run hitter when he was in college and at Ohio State than with what has been around him at the pro level. And maybe he just, in general, has needed that, too, to take those. Because, you know, the game, as much as that was a storyline last year, the speed of the game and Justin Fields saying that it's no big deal and all that. And, and of course, it was taken out of context by a lot of people. But this is a faster game, and I think it has been a wake-up call for everybody that is on Justin Fields' side that he wasn't just going to be able to come in here and be that instant superstar, and he's taking the proverbial deep breaths, and I love that he's doing it, and I like that there that he has gone so far as to not just ask for coaching help on this, but going, you know, going, taking it further, using, you know, to, I heard you guys playing the, the, the cut from the, the Take the North podcast with Dan Weeder and, and David Haw, the fact that he wants to be coached harder and told here's the way to do it, and he's receptive to all voices, I think is really encouraging in the earnestness of Justin Fields to at least want to be great. Talking with Mark Grody, he covers the Bears for the score and works the sideline for WBBM on Sunday. So before we let you go, Mark, last question. Darnell Money. We're going to call him Darnell Money. This year, oh, he becomes Darnell Money. Give I me you're your... very proud of that, by the way. Yeah, very Darnell proud of that. Money. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so, yeah. anyways. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Very creative. Give me, re- <laughs> give me receptions, yards, and TDs for Darnell Money this year. <laughs> oh, really? You want me to do this? You're having me do this game on my first cup of coffee? Hey, yeah. you had coffee, damn it. Give us numbers. Okay. And, and while you're all at right. it, while you're at it, um wins uh, run down the entire schedule and and give us win loss no just give us <laughs> darnell money numbers let's go all right all right uh darnell so you want catches yards and touchdowns is that correct yep, yep. okay um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 85 catches Love it. uh uh 12 yards and i'm gonna give him eight touchdowns okay all right, thank you. We'll let you finish. And your okay, um, San Francisco win uh, at Green Bay. Loss. Houston uh, hosting Houston. <laughs> That's a win. They're going seventeen and zero, my win. friend. Yeah, you already messed up. You already messed up. It's it's supposed to go All right, Mark. I do. I do. I do like the. So you, legitimately, real quick, you you think they're going to beat the Forty ers think so i think it's going to be i don't think the bears are better than san francisco and i think san Fran is going to be really good it's just the trey lance factor i i don't think he's ready man neither I do i they're going to force some turnovers i think some weird things are going to happen i'm not expecting the bears offense to explode or anything crazy. like i think it's going to be an ugly game that the bears win because of 
defense. How about that for a formula for the Chicago Bears? Oh, Winning no. with defense. We're not used to that here. I don't know. No, no, not. No, right. not at all. Not at all. Well, we'll see. We'll talk about it. Thanks, Mark. We appreciate it. Have a good Labor Day. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks for joining Bye. All right. Bye. All right. Duds is in fantasy leagues. I got some fantasy questions, and I got a question about what happens to the last place finisher. Finisher, because I have a great story about that. I'm Steve oh, yes. Rosenblum. He's Adam Studzinski. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Steve Rosenblum, Adam Studzinski on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. We are. We are them. We are here. We are Hollywood's newest it couple. They are us. We, Hell we yeah. Will, we will talk about fantasy football. But first, we have real football, and we have the real football coach of your Chicago Bears, Matt Eberflus, was on WBBM, our brother station, and we're going to bring you his interview with Rick Gregg right now. Coach, first off, good morning. Nice to talk with you. How you doing today? I'm doing well, This, but I'm more worried about how you're doing. It's your first game week as an NFL head coach. How you feeling? Uh, feeling really good. Uh, you know, we're getting the players back in today for a short workout and, uh, you know, start looking at San Francisco as we've been the last uh, week or so. But, uh, yeah, well, they'll come in this morning. You're not worried about any kind of nerves come Sunday at all for yourself? As, I mean, it is your first time. No, I'm, no, we're just we're really excited about it. Uh, you know, excited about the competition, excited about getting going, putting our product on the field, and uh, we're we're looking forward to it. Now, you went three and zero in the preseason. My personal position on the preseason is that results don't matter, but winning's always better than losing. Did the performances help uh, impact or improve the culture you're trying to build? Yeah, I would say I would say we got better. You know, that was the one thing we wanted to do. We wanted to get better. Uh, we wanted to get some real game, uh, in-game reps for our, our units, and I thought that our guys really operated uh, well. They were disciplined. They were aggressive, and I thought as a team we got better every single week. Now we have heard a lot about uh, your hits principle: hustle, intensity, takeaways, playing smart. Um, have any of those four areas specifically impressed you with this team? Yeah, I would just uh, say being aggressive and smart. You know, it's, this is always going to be about us. I mean, I know we have, you know, we're going to play these opponents as we go. Um, you know, we got to defend, you know, you know, great players on every squad we're going to play and all that. But at the end of the day, it comes down to us. How do we operate? How do we operate inside of our standards and what we hold ourselves to? And then it's always going to be about that. And then what will happen is byproduct of that will be good things. You know, uh, we'll execute, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll win football games, and, and it's going to be a good product on the field. So that's what we're looking for. We are speaking with Bears head coach Matt Eberflus. Have to ask you about the quarterback, Justin Fields. How do you think he's grown since you walked in the door a few months ago? No, he's been great, you know, for these, you know, ever since the onset when I got hired all the way through, he's been working his tail off, and, and he's been uh, improving every single day. Uh, he has a real good grasp of the offense now, understanding where he fits into it and uh, what he, how he has to operate and how he's executing. So, And we saw that last game. You know, he's obviously took a real big step in that last uh, preseason game in Cleveland. So we're excited where he is, and uh, this is our first week, so uh, we're looking forward to it. Matt, I want to end here by asking you the same question that I've asked your last two predecessors in their first interviews. Uh, Lovey Smith famously said in his first news conference as Bears coach that his goal was to beat the Packers. Would you like to make any similar promises here today? No, like I said, it's all about us. You know, so it's all about holding ourselves to the standard and then, you know, improving on that every single day. 
and we're just trying to get better as we go. And uh, that's going to always going to be every single year. That's what we're going to do. We're going to try to improve every day. Uh, so we have a good product on the field and a good football team at the end. So that's what we want to do. That is fair enough. Thank you, sir. Bears head coach Matt Eberflus, welcome aboard, and good luck on Sunday. That is Bears coach Matt Eberflus on WBBM, our brother station, 780 AM, home of the Bears broadcast. Mark Grody, our previous guest, will be on the sideline. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, give you the play-by-play and the analysis. And that's – I studs, I hmm. agree. I agree. The Bears got better. I, I, stuff I was I was hopeful for anything that smacked of a professional-looking team and unstupid <laughs> offense, and I thought that happened. Whether it translates, how it translates, when teams actually game plan for you, that's a whole other thing. But they got unstupid. I I agree with that. And I think that that was a, a, a huge thing that a lot of us were looking for. And Dan and Lawrence have talked about this a lot during the the last few weeks about it's a really low floor we're just looking for competency and I think we've Mm -hmm. seen that so Mm -hmm. also I want to say two takeaways from this number one I miss Pat Cassidy on these interviews because usually it would be him (laughs) and Rick Gray right so I just I miss that I miss that voice so number one that was my first takeaway number two Matt you had a golden opportunity to say we're going to beat the Packers just say it just say it. Come on, man. And I, it's frustrating to me. I, I get that, you know, they, it's, I get what he said. I understand what his answer to that question. But the fan of me wants him to say, yeah, we want to beat that stupid team. That's what we're serving up today, folks, for breakfast, Studzinski and meatballs. That's what the dish is. Here's the thing. There's something legitimate to this because the standard in the NFC North is the Green Bay Packers. You have mm-hmm. to beat the Packers. to, to if, you're, if you're beating the Packers, you're probably good. And that means you can compete throughout the rest of the league. The first thing you have to do is beat the Packers. Like, I think there's legitimately that's the bar they need to get to because they're the standard. So I wish you would have said something like, yeah, you know, it's about us, but you know, hey, they're they're the standard right now and we we they're our rival and we need to beat them to succeed in this league. You know, we're taking it one game at a time, studs. You you and your meatballs, you can wait for the second week. Yeah. So we have an 815 texture. By the way, our tech zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. The number is 312-644-6767. The 815 texture. We love our 815 texture. Steve and Studs got up early and decided to wake and bake. Didn't even know you were on. It's kismet, which would be a really good name for a, <laughs> a strain, right? Get a, get a cultivar called kismet. That's that's what it should be. You know, so, yeah, I don't I mean, even know what kismet means. I've heard it, but i got to look it up. Kismet. Oh, serendipity. How you fix for serendipity. Kis- oh, okay. All right. It's destiny, it? fate. It okay, meant, I get it. To be, yeah. All right, I get it now. So, so here's here's a story. I know you're in what thirty five fantasy leagues now. I'm only I I've I've trimmed it down to four. So yeah, trimmed it down to four. Yeah, I got you one have, more tonight. One one more one more draft tonight. tonight. Yeah, I had one last Is night. There a, have you had the number one pick in any of the three previously? Not this year, no. So. What's the highest draft position you had, and who did you take? Oh, I gotta think now. I had, I had the f- fifth overall pick in one league. Who did you I, take? I, so in that league, 
was it fifth? Yeah, it was fifth. Fifth overall, and that's in a full PPR league. And I took Cooper Cup because he was insanely available at number five. And and so in full full PPR, which for those who don't know, means you're getting a full point for every catch that the player makes. And Cooper Cup obviously gets a ton of catches. He was like the best player in fantasy last year, had the greatest year the receivers ever had. I don't think he's going to reach that ceiling this year, but he's still going to be pretty damn good. And in a full PPR league, a receiver that gets as many looks as him, I think should be considered for the number one overall pick. He was available at number five. I immediately grabbed him and told the league, you guys just messed up. I'm going to win the league. Okay, Darnell Money or Cole Komet? I, in that same... So yeah. sorry, sorry. Finish your question. So in that same league, I I also grabbed Darnell Mooney to pair with to pair with Cooper Cup. I got Komet, and I think another league. I think my the second draft I did, I took Komet, I believe. And so I'll start with Mooney. I think that Mooney is due for a really big year. You heard you heard what Grody just gave us as far as prediction for his. Yeah, his 85, stats this year. 12, yeah. 85, and I think, 12, 50, and 8. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, with him on that. I think he's there for just a – I think he's in, I should say, for a big season. And if you want someone on the Bears, I think Darnell Mooney is worth a third, fourth, maybe fifth round pick. I'm I'm high enough on him that if late in the third round or early, early in the fourth, I would take him because he's going to get a ton of looks. He is the number one receiver on that team. And there's not a lot. There's not a ton of teams where you have one clear cut guy that is just the guy. Most teams that have really good receivers also have like pretty good number two guys that are going to get targets. And I think that Darnell Mooney is going to get a ton, ton of looks and is going to be a really solid wide receiver two, as they would say. As far as Cole Komet, I'm I'm pretty high on him as well. And, you know, again, all this I know comes with an inherent bias, but with fantasy, I do tend to look at it more objectively because in in fantasy, you need to to play with your brain and not your heart. So you're taking players that you don't like. Like, I've rostered Aaron Rodgers multiple times, even though it stains. You got to, again, play with your brain, not your heart. Mm -hmm. So... I understand there is some inherent bias here, but I think that Cole Komet is in for a good year as well. He's not a guy you should be taking that high, but if he is your your starting tight end going into the year in a 10-12 man league, I think you're doing okay. If you're not getting one of the top flight tight ends, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey and the likes, then Cole Komet's a, a, a fine option. Because he's gonna he's gonna be the number two receiver on that team. I I think Cole Komet's gonna have you know probably what seven hundred yards this year. Yeah, well, I that that would be the hope. Eight hundred would be the hope. You because he if he's gonna be that kind of target. And yeah, seven seven eight hundred yards. You know, throw in maybe. Uh, I think he the, the here's the other thing too. The touchdown the touchdown thing with him. He didn't have any last year, which means he's probably gonna have a bunch this year. Because last year, I think Why? it was kind of a flu- Based on what? Because they're what actually means? crazy, crazy thought here, Rosie. I think <laughs> they will use their big bodies in the red zone, which they didn't do last year. Cole Komet didn't not have any touchdowns last year because he was not good at his job. I think he might have dropped one touchdown pass. So, right. uh, like, that was that's on him. But otherwise, he was almost never targeted in the red zone. Same with Jimmy Graham. Same with Jimmy Graham, who they had to bring back last year. 
it's, it's anyway, you're gonna get me going on a whole whole tirade here. But breathe. <laughs> so, breathe. So okay, got, yeah. deep breath. We can. We can. Yep. Yeah, breathe. We deep can. breath. I yeah, think that breathe. they will be actually targeting Cole Komet in the red zone relatively frequently. He will be one of their top red zone targets, as he should have been last year. All right. We're going to target Jay Zawoski. And Jay Zawoski is a man of many opinions and wonderful stuff. So, of course, we'll talk food with Jay. And Jay got a wonderful experience on the ice at uh, the United Center recently. We'll talk to him about that. And Jay, of course, will want to celebrate Notre Dame's big victory in the LSU-Florida State game. We're gonna let we're gonna hear from Jay about that, and we're gonna hear about the sausage cart the the <laughs> bologna cartel and bologna sniffing dogs at the border, the the, the Mexico United States border. It's he's gonna have to thing. convince me he's not part of this. Him and Rick and, might be they might be the top guys. They might be at the very top. And and also in Dallas, there is a a hamburger I bet, I bet we would all love to try. So we'll run all that by Jay. Next, he's Adam Studzinski. It's a, it's a full serving of Studzinski and meatballs on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Adam Studzinski with you on this Labor Day. Thanks for joining us here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We're going back to the score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, and welcome in a wonderful, an old friend, a wonderful person, a man of varied interests, and we're going to get to all of them. He is Jay Zawoski, the Blackhawks beat lead and podcast host of CHGO underscore Blackhawks at CHGO underscore sports, and co-founder, co-host, co-fat of the I'm Fat podcast and a man who is probably celebrating the massive Notre Dame victory in the LSU Florida State game yesterday. How are you, Jay? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Brian Kelly losing in the most painful way possible took some of the sting off the Ohio State loss, that's for sure. I hope that guy loses everything he ever attempts to win for the rest <laughs> of his life. Uh, if it's a scratch-off lottery ticket, a football game, uh, a Super Bowl square... Uh, that was his life. Uh, I hope I hope that piece of crap loses everything ever. Uh, and it, you know, I am not. Uh, I well, I am a bitter Notre Dame fan uh, for other reasons. <laughs> if you if you ask uh, if you ask any of my Notre Dame brethren brethren like studs or like Shep, um, they'll tell you I never liked Brian Kelly. I thought he was a slimy. Uh, two-faced, uh, phony dirtbag from the moment he was hired. Did he improve the program? Yes, he did. Am I glad he's gone? Yes, I am. Uh, I am delighted, just like it seems like many of the players are glad he's gone as well. So hopefully those cringy videos of him dancing with LSU <sighs> players and recruits um, can just keep cycling through the system and his phony-ass Southern accent <laughs> that he suddenly had as soon as he was hired at LSU – Go away, lose forever. I never thought I would root for Florida State ever under like really any circumstance. I might as well have painted my face yesterday because that, it was just it was just delightful. I loved every second of that, and oh man, just and I was you know fearing at the end like oh god, come on, don't do this, and then they blocked the kick. It was just delicious. 
right. was so wonderful. So 99-yard drive, and then you don't go <laughs> yeah. for two. 99-yard drive and you score, and then you don't go for two. It's like, wow, you're getting second guess. Your special teams suck, and you lose, and there's so many people happy. And I haven't seen Twitter lit up like that in a long time. There was just so much wonder, joyous hate, beautiful hate <laughs> for this man, as evidenced by Jay Zawazki's feelings. So. Well, look, look, like, you know, people dislike programs for very, you know, their rivals with the program they like. Or, um, you know, there's a lot of people that hate Notre Dame because of the arrogance of Notre Dame, which I totally understand. I, I'm a Notre Dame fan because Southside Irish watched every game growing up with my grandfather. Like, that's something I will never, it's very special to me, right? But I get why people hate it. It's rare that you see people root against a person, like they root against Brian Kelly. And that's not random. That's just not like, oh, I just dislike this guy because he coached at Notre Dame. No, he, he is he's just a, 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 a slimy dirtbag. I don't want to go as far as to say he's a bad person. I don't know that. I don't know if that's true or not. But just, uh, he's just so insincere. And he's just such a phony. And I just, I'm just really glad to see him lose in the most painful way possible yesterday. <laughs> It, it it felt really good, dude. Uh, Jay, I felt exactly the same way. I I sat down and I had the game on, and it just I I'm with you. It's like I man, I don't think I'd ever root for Florida State this hard in my entire life. But here I am yeah. rooting for Florida State because I just want this guy to lose so badly. And I also agree with you when it comes to him at Notre Dame. I never liked him, but I liked that he got the program in a better state and had them competing nationally a little more. And I do before we – before we this, this is the thing. We, we didn't even bring you on to talk about this. The stars just aligned no, that we had no, you booked. I, I'll, do, I'll do 40 <laughs> minutes of Brian Kelly dragging. I'm here for it. Yeah, so <laughs> LSU, – LSU, this is another thing. Sorry to interrupt you, Studs. I'm no. just looking ahead at LSU schedule to see which sweatshirt I need to order for next week. Um, uh, everyone bags on Notre Dame for their soft schedule because they opened up against Ohio State. LSU gets to play Southern University. Is that a thing? Did they just Southern like University for next week? Southern yeah, University, named yeah. after Brian, named after Brian Kelly's Southern accent. <laughs> which which Southern <laughs> University is this? Did, did they just make it's, up? No, it is. It's the Southern University. There's Southern. No oh, oh, they're in the they're in the they're in the SWAC. Okay, yeah, okay. Maybe it's like the University of Phoenix. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, yeah, I don't know your right. thought. Go so ahead. no, that I I just I <laughs> no I I that's so I I did want to ask you about Notre Dame because I we had a little back and forth on Twitter just and I was lamenting the fact that they can't seem to as they're in a better spot as a program they're consistently seeming to be in the in the top ten year in year out but they can't mm-hmm. seem to get over the hump of those. Those really good teams, because I, you know, I don't know about you. Like, I, obviously, I'm rooting for them to beat Ohio State, but by the second half, I, I f- didn't feel like they were going to be able to pull it out. Yeah, it felt like an inevitable uh, loss was coming. I was happy to see that they were able to hang in and play well, and and really like have the edge in play for the bulk of the game, especially considering first week, new coach, hostile environment, all the things that go into that. Um, but the difference with Notre Dame and everybody else well, you know, with the other national championship contenders, is Notre Dame just has not been able to get the game-breaking superstar players, right? Like, they've got a good collection of, like, they've always got a good offensive line, defensive line. They've always got a great tight end. They've always got a pretty good quarterback. 
but they never get like the Heisman candidate quarterback. They never have the game breaking wide receivers. That's kind of the that's kind of the thing that I hope uh, Marcus Freeman, uh, you know, who's going to be, I think he's going to do great for recruiting. He's just such a, a great personality, and the players want to run through a wall for him. Hopefully, he can appeal to some of those, um, you know, superstar, five star wide receiver quarterback, like electrifying game breaker type players that the Ohio States and the Alabamas and uh, you know the Georgias have, you know, dozens of those guys come in every year. It seems like Notre Dame struggles to do that, and it's great to have a, a really good tight end who's hard to tackle and is really sure-handed. But that's not the kind of player that's going to break a game open, right? They need that kind of game breaker on offense. They get it on defense every now and again, but aside from those tight ends, it was Cole Komet, it was uh, Tyler Eifert, it was you know, it was always the tight end that would lead the offense, and it's just not a way to really. Uh, you need some electrifying game breakers and get some really bad matchups. That you can exploit, and you saw that in the Ohio State game. It, they they blitzed the safeties one play, and Ohio State scored a touchdown. It was like they're just waiting and waiting, you know, for that for that moment, and they got it, and that was the difference in the game. So, anyway, that's not why you called. Yeah, yeah. And it's a joyous thing, but that's not why you called. Here's why we called, Jay. We wanted insight. Okay. We wanted that kind of analysis. There are baloney sniffing dogs at the border. Because mm-hmm. the government is engaging, and it has met its enemy, and the enemy is an illicit, baloney smuggling <laughs> cartel out of Mexico. I kid you not. They are smuggling baloney across the border. The Department of Agriculture prohibits travelers from bringing most pork products into the U.S. because they can carry maladies such as foot and mouth disease and African swine fever. But the fines are chump change. You can get, you you can get. For the, like a nine-pound roll of Chimex, which is the most popular brown brand of smuggled Mexican bologna, because it's more flavorful <laughs> and porkier, it costs 10 to 15 bucks. In the U.S., the same roll can be sold for anywhere from 80 to 120 bucks. A huge okay. markup. A huge markup. One day in All September right. last year, this is according to Texas Monthly, they wrote an article on illicit, illicit baloney smuggling. One day in September 2021, CPB, CBP agents found 320 pounds of baloney that had been concealed in a 2012 Honda Odyssey. Months later, in January 2022, officials seized 243 pounds of baloney during two busts, first from a man who who had hidden 55 pounds of it under his seats and in the trunk, and then from a woman great. Who, had, who had hidden 19 sauces. 19 sausages under her back seat in some luggage and inside a duvet cover. And are so you from, are is, you familiar yeah. with this? Is is this a person named not, Zay Jawowski? <laughs> yes. no, see, no, I have not heard this story. And there, you threw a lot at me. First of all, we all know foot, foot and mouth disease is a hoax and it's manufactured by the government to control us. Um, just like all diseases, everything's a hoax, everything's fake. So we don't have to worry about that. Uh, second of all, this is a wonderful, uh, w- wonderful use of our tax dollars um, that everyone is so up in arms about us spending and, and helping people with uh, their crippling debt. <laughs> but we got we got plenty of money to stop the baloney smugglers. Uh, third of all, 
the baloney cartel baloney. is a real thing. That's, I believe that. That's the truth. Uh, but uh, I will say there's no baloney on earth that is worth the smuggled price of baloney. I don't even think the price of the deli of baloney is worth it. I don't care how good. Isn't baloney just basically a bigger hot dog? But it's but it, but this is porkier right, like, and a little smokier and better seasoned the the stuff from Mexico okay. than you get from that we get here, which is you know matched with mayonnaise and white bread and 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 is yeah. Is, yeah this is this is no Oscar Mayer bologna here, Jay. Uh, yeah. But it's still just bologna. Like I can see <laughs> if it was pork, like if it was pork shoulder, like it's artisanal that, bologna, that, damn it, <laughs> or, or like a pork belly that was gonna make better bacon or something. This is just bologna. <laughs> How good can it be? <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to try some of this Mexican bologna. This sounds, I don't want something that's been under a car seat coming from Mexico <laughs> into Texas, though. I don't know. I don't know what the shelf life of Mexican bologna is. Can you do us a favor, Jay, and hit up the, the bologna black market and get us some Mexican bologna and we can we can try some? All right. Well, I'm going tomorrow and we're going to Disney World. Uh, we're leaving tomorrow morning. So, Perhaps uh, being a little closer, you know, being further south, I'll be able to find some Mexican bologna, and I'll I'll just like whisper in Mickey's ear, like, <laughs> "Where do I get the Mexican bologna?" And he'll just he'll give me the nod, you know, open up the steward cap and direct me to the to the black market at uh, Disney World. Yeah, we'll see. I I, I just uh, I don't know. I I I have no interest in bologna. Like my parents still eat it, and and they. You know the the butcher. You know the butcher will sometimes say, "Hey, do you want to try? You want to try this?" Like, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll do those uh, 15 calories elsewhere. I uh, just not enjoy. It. I had it as a kid, and I just I don't know. It just feels like a bigger, colder hot dog. All right, which is Jay, the name of my wonder- second book. You have a wonderful trip. Say say hi to all the characters down there, and we'll get whatever updates you have on the Mexican baloney and the cartel, and we hope you have a good baloney defense lawyer, okay? Wait, we're not going to talk about Sam Lafferty and the Blackhawks? We're not. We're running out of time. Oh, we, have, we, have a, all right, well. we have a bigger name on the other line. We have Shane Reardon and his oh. tattoo. Oh, Jesus Christ. I hope he's holding. <laughs> yeah. Is he holding? No, no, he's not. We could get him on the line, probably. No, we don't want to get another text from Spilgis about being on time. We're hitting this break, damn it. All right, all right, all right. I just... All right. Okay. Well, we'll talk about him later. All right, bye. Bye, Jay. Jay Zawadzki. Now you know why he's one of our favorite people. He's terrific. So that's it. We discussed the Mexican baloney, the illicit Mexican baloney trade. We'll take a break. When we come back, Shane Reardon, his tattoo, and it's playing out, and what he thinks. About the White Sox, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.